Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Picararo and Megan Finnan. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Megan. And I'm Tim. And we are so glad you can join us as you're living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) So many people don't believe that, but we know it's true. It is true. Welcome to episode 33. That's right. Three, three. And three is my favorite number. 33. Really? Well, 13 and then three. Wait a second. 13, 13 is then your... three. And then so 33. Okay, hold it. I got crazy. 13. That just got crazy. <laughs> 13's your favorite number? 13's my favorite I number. I didn't know. I learned. Hey, folks, I just learned something new. 13 <laughs> is her favorite number. 13's my favorite. Eight. But I, I like prime numbers and things that are multipliers oh, of three. you have told me about prime numbers. Yeah, so I like prime numbers and odd numbers, but particularly it's like 13 and then three. 33 is good. And then I start back with seven, 17. But 33 is okay because it's three multiplied by 11, both prime numbers. I know. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. Okay. So I'm recovering. And <laughs> that just happened. That just happened. So um that's weird because I don't I'm not a I'm not prime number guy. My favorite number is eight. Ugh, it's okay. But it's new beginning. Eight is a number of new beginnings. And it's funny because my my birthday, like it's all even numbers. So I have to live with so that. So you're violating I'm... your own prime number value <laughs> yeah. self. Just by me being born when on the you day were I born. was. So it's your parents' fault. <laughs> they missed the prime number mark. <laughs> they did. An odd number. Yes. Well, so I was born. So my I'm 727. Mm-hmm. So. Seven is good. It's. 27 still good because, I mean. It's got some value. Right. But wait. But still. I don't know. Well, three, that'd be three cubed is 27, right? Yeah, so that's still good. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it's still It doesn't really matter. Three cubed? Wait a minute. No. Three times three is nine times three is 27. 27, right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So. Well, hey, that was good. uh, We're excited for this show. We're actually um, going to just be having one of our great uphill conversations today um, talking about. We're going to have a chat. We are. Hey, but you can't get you can't get away with anything right now because I have a question. For you. Oh dang! <laughs> I keep. Is, did you see what I tried to do right there? You tried to skip. I did. You can't skip. Okay. Right, you're in. This is. There's no running. There's no skipping. You're not allowed to skip. And um, I I do have this question. And so what's funny? Here's the irony of this whole situation. We literally just like before we hit record, we were talking about a movie. We were talking about multiple movies. Multiple movies, but. This is really going to be interesting for me. So if you were going to go to the movies alone, what would be the perfect film for you to watch just by yourself? Okay. So I do I have to pick a particular movie or a type of movie? Um, I mean, uh, I mean, the the question is, what would be the perfect film? So if it's perfect a perfect film. film for you to watch by yourself. So I guess that could be genre. It could be, you know, what is it? Is it the hills are alive? Like, what is it? What What's going on here? So I, it wouldn't be that. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, so I'm a big, um, I'm a big fan of theater and particularly um, in our world of straight theater, which is gen- which means not co- no comedy. Um, so, and and I like shows that challenge my thinking or um, really dig into um, humanity and people's choices. So interestingly enough, I would probably choose um, like two films actually come to mind. And the first one, which is a film that I actually, um, I remember it uh, so clearly. My, my brother took me to a film. I was in, I was a junior in high school. And he's like, we're gonna go see this movie. And I thought, oh cool, I'm gonna go with my brother to see a movie. He's in college. 
Oh, and we buy the tickets, and the movie is Life is Beautiful. And I don't, if you're not familiar with the movie, go watch it. But here's the caveat. The movie was, um, it's, it's a foreign film, so it was in another language. I love, so you, there's, the, in other words, there's the... So it's su- subtitles. Subtitles, right. But, I love foreign films. So there's subtitles, and so my brother says, it's, it's a movie, it's got subtitles, and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to this movie with subtitles. Um... But I watched it, and it just had this tremendous impact on me emotionally. Um, and again, it really digs into the humanity and um, and even finding you know joy and how um, the father cares for his son. But really amazing uh, film. And if you do watch it, though, don't get the one that's dubbed in English because um, you'll lose a lot. So that type of a movie or the other movie is... Um, Closer, which uh, I watched it and I loved. I actually watched it by myself, but it deals with um, sort of these couples that have um, sort of this some tragedy in their relationships. And and again, it just really dives into like humanity and emotions and feelings and human relationships. Um, And it's so funny. I watched that movie. It doesn't have a happy ending. The the actual play that it's based off of has an even unhappier ending. Um, but I just really like those films that that make you think and that make you feel. So that's the type of film. So what's the problem with the subtitle? No, I love the subtitles. I think it was just I was young. I mean, I was 16 or 17 years old and I'd never watched a foreign film. So that the premise of that story was I... When he said, you're going to watch this movie that's in subtitles, I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to read? This is terrible. I thought we were going to enjoy this. And then it changed my world in terms of watching movies in the movies that I chose to watch because, you know, there's other great foreign films. Mavi and Rose is one of them. But I I love it. I would much prefer subtitles, like all the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo um movies and books so if you watch those watch the foreign films the american one was fine but watch the foreign ones and watch them and watch them with subtitles because i don't know you if you watched a dubbed movie you're getting it's not the same experience you're missing all those great things that those actors are putting into that film right and also i just feel like things get lost in translation exactly so well, that's good. So if you're listening to this podcast and you would like to share with us, what, what, what did you like your question? Was that a- I did. I did like the question. I think that's I think it's awesome. And so if you know any, tell us what you would like to watch alone. if you're in the alone. Right. Or if you have any suggestions on great films for me of what I described, I'd love it. I'd love to hear them. Well, not only for you. I mean, there's and, two of us here. And for Tim. I like independent films. I'm big into independent. <laughs> I watch the oddest independent movies, like where people go, you watch what? That doesn't make sense. What is that? And I'm just like, I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I can't help it. I love them. They're yeah. just, so that that's cool. I had no, I learned two new things about you. Mm-hmm. Two. That's two today. Bam. Look at that. Gosh, it's I guess big. it's amazing what will happen if you ask somebody a question. <laughs> You might learn something about them. Isn't that interesting? It is. So, um, yeah, share with us on social media. You can do it on our Twitter feed, at Uphill Convo, or you can email us at uh, tim at uphillconversations.co or Megan, make sure it's M-E-G-A-N, at uphillconversations.co um, or Facebook. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bam, Facebook, done. And we do like to send out little random things, which we have to post, which you, I don't think you posted you have not posted any pictures. Why of our is slide. it my responsibility? I don't have this swag. Oh, you just put it on top of me. You just <laughs> dumped that whole load on me. Like, why is it my responsibility? Well, it's not yours. We have to do a better job. We, we do. do. We got to put that stuff out there because yes. we have some giveaway stuff that we would love to share with you. So, yeah, tell us um, what movie you'd go to if you're going to go by yourself. Mm-hmm. So, um, hey, so today's topic, right? We've we've been talking about time time it takes mm-hmm. you know um people jumping ship giving up on what they're doing quitting mm-hmm. you know um i love what chris brogan said in an interview i did with him where he talked about he quits all the time mm-hmm. and i can't remember what episode look that up real quick while i'm running and rambling right here okay. um so you know chris brogan in my conversation with him you know one of my favorite questions is asking people you know what keeps you from quitting and what was really cool to hear Chris, who's a great author, the guy is like, I think he's just a, a, a tremendous asset to um, the world of big thinking. Um, and even uh, 
big thinking, but with, you know, not having, not having to, you know, break the bank in order to do it. But, you know, I said to him, Hey, you know, what keeps you from quitting? And he goes, well, I quit all the time. He said, he just doesn't surrender, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, but in that whole thing, you and I want to just kind of talk about that because so many people get so many stuff, they get stuff started, they get things going, everything gets put in motion or, um, you know, maybe they prematurely talk about something. Maybe they're, they have this idea and then they tell somebody, but what I find interesting is it's like, you know, Hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then they post all that stuff, right? They put it mm-hmm. out there in social media and all this stuff. And, and it's almost like the post it's almost like that becomes the thing that completed it. Like it's done now. Like it's almost like they post it and then they behave as if because they posted it, they actually did it. Well, I don't, I I guess I can see that, but I also, I was actually just having a conversation with um, a good friend of mine this morning and she has actually been thinking about writing a book for a long time. I, and it's something I didn't really know. Um, and then she kind of went into this fact of I'm, but I'm only telling a couple of people because once I put it out there, you know, people are going to hold me accountable to that. So I think that, I think that there is, I think if you put it out there and tell someone this is something that I'm doing or something that I want to do, I, I think it is making sure that you don't just make that statement and then let it fizzle out. But you know, if you hear someone say something like that, ask them how it's going. Well, you can do that. And yeah. I agree. And I think that's the best thing to do. But I do still believe that a lot of things that people say, they kind of speak it out. And it's almost like just because they spoke it, mm-hmm. then they stop for some reason. And I yeah. guess that's the thing. It's like, do they think because they said it, that kind of was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm done. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. And it's like, no, what about the next part? So did they really want to do it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did they just get that first level of satisfaction by sharing it? And then then I wonder about the people in their lives. You know, like, mm-hmm. why doesn't anybody ask? Do people care? Right. Like, do they really even care? You know? And um, uh, yeah. So I um, I'm one of those I believe in, you know, keeping my cards close to my chest, you know, and. Um, and I don't really reveal a lot of stuff, you know, and I don't say it because I do know, you know, what happens, you know, when you do say it, like you feel like, and it's okay to say something and then just, Mm -hmm. you can change your mind, right? Everybody can change their mind, but it's that whole thing of keeping it going. And so I guess like today, what you and I want to, what we want to go through is allowing things to breathe and evolve and allowing room, you know, for the bends, Mm -hmm. you know, in your road roadmap, you know, like, you know, uh, the quickest way to get from point A to point B is a straight line. Well, I've not done a lot of straight line things in my life. Like it's never worked out that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I have literally said, here's A and here's point B. And this is the straight line, and it's never looked like that. No, and and I'm and you know this. I just finished reading a great book by um, John Maxwell called "Put Your Dreams to the Test." And one thing that he talks about is there's a big, you know, difference between whether you're just doing something or whether you're pursuing a dream. There's idealistic and realistic dreams, or idealistic goals and realistic goals, and also. Um, understanding that it's really important to to think through where you are now and where you want to go and the steps in between there, but also to be able to allow yourself the flexibility to shift. Because once you get, you're not really going to know how you feel about something until you get into it. And just because you hit a bump in the road or something doesn't go the way that you planned, it's really important that you don't just jump ship. So that's kind of like that whole, that's just, just the roadblock. People get freaked out by, you know, the bump in the road. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like you're driving right along, listening to the radio on a long trip, and all of a sudden, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, what was that? Right. But just because you got a flat tire doesn't mean that you just go, all right, call AAA, just have them tow my car back. You know, I'm not, I'm not going on my, on my road trip that I planned, or I'm not going to go pursue that business meeting, or I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to go meet with that client because clearly the universe is speaking to me because I got a flat tire. It wouldn't have worked out anyway. I mean, I think what we do is 
we we psych ourselves out. We we hit this thing where we go, oh my gosh, that didn't go the way that I planned, or um, something unexpected comes up, and and your mind, you let your you let maybe your emotions take over, and all of a sudden it's insurmountable, and you you're just unable to figure out a way around it because your path isn't straight. Instead of kind of thinking like you can't figure out a way through it, and you won't allow yourself the time or the breathing room to try to go around it. I tell you what's cool. I love what you said. It's like, it's insurmountable, right? But they made a decision, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what happens is, or well, do you think, let me ask, let me just put it that way. Let me ask you, do, when you've run into those types of problems, right? Like it feels insurmountable, right? But you made a decision. So what happens because you run into a roadblock, you, you immediately kind of go to this whole thing was, well, I made a wrong decision. Mm. You know, have you felt that before? Like you think your decision was wrong? I mean, does that mean because you hit a roadblock, your decision was wrong? I think that I think that it can be it could possibly be true. I think that um, reflection is really important as you know, if you're pursuing any goal or or any dream is you know, if you if you hit a roadblock to think back and say, OK, what was the decision I made prior to this? Um, that could be the reason that I'm here in this spot. But just because you can take the time to make that reflection and maybe own it, own like I made a mistake. I did something wrong. But instead of just allowing yourself to wallow in that and give up, oh, I made a wrong decision. I'm not I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to make any good decisions doing this so I'm just going to give up instead go back say man that I could have made a better decision let me think through this again and let me learn from it so that I can change how I approach this situation in the future Okay so I can appreciate that answer however I'm still back at this Okay all right. So I'm going to reel you in on this I'm not letting you that that was way too much wiggle room <laughs> Okay So the obstacle though is does that mean you made a wrong decision? Not always. Right. That's, Not I always. Think that's, that's right. And I think that's where we need to know that. The, but what you said was true. Go back and look at it right. again. The obstacle doesn't mean you made a wrong decision. The obstacle meant you didn't know this was coming. Right. And it feels insurmountable. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean, that's not like simple math, like one plus one equals two. No. It doesn't mean obstacle, oops, bad decision. Well, no one can predict the future. And just because, I mean, you have to, life is a series of choices. You have to make a choice. Otherwise, you're just stuck and you're letting you're letting other people make choices for you and determine your life. So if you're out there making choices, pursuing one path or another, I mean, whatever happens is a result of your choice, whether it was right or wrong, whatever obstacle you hit or roadblock. But it, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't mean that you necessarily made the wrong decision to get there. Right. And what's weird is if we don't take the time to think about that, because it's going to take time, you're going to have to go back and look at it. And I mean, I know for myself, I'm very guilty about doing this. Like I'm pretty creative, right? I can go, well, well I got to work around, you know, I can, <laughs> I'll do something else, you know, like, and a lot of folks may not feel that way. They may not feel, um, I don't know, uh, that they're, um, equipped to do that. You know, they don't feel, you know, it's like a quick, quick witted person, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you see them and they're like, wow, they're quick on their feet. You know what I mean? Like they're really quick to handle situations and not everybody has that. You know, maybe they're better with a longer term process, right? If they even get back to it, mm -hmm. they may not even go back and look again. They may not take the time. So, you know, as we're looking at this and the time it takes, you know, so we we are more appreciative of everything that doesn't happen overnight. And to be honest with you, would you really want it if it happened overnight? I think that would be the easiest thing. Well, I think it's important that the journey, you know, from point point A to point B is just as important as the end result. And I think that um, that making making that making that journey will and allowing the bends in the road is part of why we are so satisfied when we're able to achieve something or meet a goal, because we know that the work that we've put into it. But I do think that 
you know, in our world of instant gratification, hey, I want to watch that movie. Okay, let me just pull up on demand and turn it on. Netflix. Netflix. Exactly. I mean, there's there's so much that is just at our fingertips immediately. I think that um, we've people in general have become less patient. Do you think life laughs at us? (laughs) Do you think sometimes life goes, you Netflix, Amazon Prime you know, on-demand, yeah. spoiled individual. I know, like, I know yeah. someone who has one of those buttons to order toilet paper. I mean, they oh, have like the, the Amazon, Amazon button. button like they, don't they have like Tide buttons too? Yeah. You hit it and it's, it's like, sends you your Tide. Yes. How many buttons would I have to have? I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're talking about this, I start thinking, I'm like, my refrigerator would be loaded with buttons. I'd be like, doop, I need one of those. Doop, I need. I think it's convenient. But I wonder if sometimes that convenience takes away, um, I don't know, our ability to, I don't know, just I, that journey. Like, what could I learn from getting in my car and driving down the road? Now, don't get me wrong. I love, like, Christmas, the last, since Amazon has been live, like Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Oh, I signed up. <laughs> like, Christmas, Amazon. Yeah, I order like there's, every, there's, everything online. I don't go to a store anymore. Well, and my last okay, I got to tell you this. I'm I'm cutting you off. No. My last trip, the last time I went to the mall or some store for shopping, I got rear-ended in the rain. <laughs> and this was like, okay, Karma. you ready? It's Amazon was mad this at is, you. This is this is 2017. Okay, this is 2017. Mm-hmm. We're talking right now. This happened in 1994, <laughs> and I from that time said. People are crazy <laughs> on holidays. They're crazy. They don't care. And the person that hit my car, they hit me. They were mad at me. <laughs> they were mad at me. I was moving and they hit me. Okay. In the back. Yeah. And they, and they were mad at me. So I was like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, I can't wait. And of course, Amazon didn't come out until many, many years later. But anything I could get online is, I was like, I'm buying online. Internet's working. Yeah. You know, it's 1994. It wasn't really super, super anything, but by 1998, it got better. We went through the 2000 millennial scare where everyone was afraid, right? And then I was like, I said, I kept buying more and more. Anything I could buy <laughs> with a phone call or online was my thing. And now to this day, I don't go to a store. I'll go to Walgreens. I'll go to CVS and I'll pick up a few things, but I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to buy it. I don't want to, I don't even want to walk in there. But okay. So, but talking about the journey and I know, I mean, I get that and I do get that. And, um, and people are, and that's a whole nother conversation for another whole day. Nother, but I had to go um, off on that because I defend and I do support Amazon prime. Yeah. Well, me too. It's, we're big into that. I think if you have kids, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's a way I don't have to go to the mall or to 10 stores. I can just order that and it'll be delivered to me. That's great. Um, but Free shipping. I, I <laughs> Agreed. But I, so there's a great um, book, uh, How Will You Measure Your Life by Clayton Christensen. And in that book, he he talks about, um, and we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but he talks about how parents, even in parenting today, um, kids don't see their parents doing certain things because we outsource so much um, of, you know, our housework and things like that. So, um along with the journey it just the experience the enjoyment to me so I like to cook I love to cook and one of the things that I miss the most about having young children is number one the things that I cook are not as exciting anymore because my two and four year old um, if I spent four hours in the kitchen on a weekend cooking they wouldn't eat it um, but one of my favorite things to do is just find a really elaborate recipe and take my time in the kitchen two to three hours and make just a fabulous meal. And I, it tastes so much better. And I enjoy the journey and the process of cooking. But so many people now, I mean, you've got Blue Apron and, you know, all these other things where everything is sent to you sort of pre-made and you just whip it up quickly. Um, so I think it's, to me, there's a correlation there of appreciating the work and effort that goes into something um, and having experiences where you can enjoy those different things rather than just ordering takeout. But that ties into the time it takes. Exactly. It goes right back into it, the time it takes. I mean, and I feel like we create our own mutiny, mm-hmm. you know? It's like mutiny, like the mutiny on the bounty, you know? Like, and 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 how does a mutiny start? Mm-hmm. Someone's got to start this thing. And then people got to believe it. Yeah. 
And then people got to buy into it, right? They got they believe it, they buy into it, and then mutiny starts, right? But in our cases, or in the case of our lives and our own, you know, body of evidence for ourselves, you know, maybe the majority of the things that we're experiencing, are we the ones that are creating the mutiny? Are we doing it? Are we doing it ourselves, right? I mean, are we the ones that are, you know, turning away from our original intent? I think probably in a lot of cases we are. I mean, I think that we're our own worst critics and we can be our own um, worst enemies. I, I think ideally you should be out there, you know, being your own cheerleader, surrounding yourself with people um, who can support you when you get through those dips and when times are tough or when you reach that obstacle, you know, your inner circle, you can say, hey, I've got this obstacle. I don't really know what to do. You know, what, have you experienced something similar? But instead of doing that, we we just turn inwards and we just say it's like that question you asked did you hit this obstacle because you made a wrong choice whether or not it was right or wrong if you believe that you made the wrong choice it can really kind of cripple you in your thinking so if you're not if you don't have sort of this this mindset where you know where you want to go and you really have self-belief that you can do that. I think it's really easy to listen to that, you know, that voice inside your head. You'll never be good enough. Um, you're not smart enough, whatever the case may be. Right. And so I think one of the things that we can encourage ourselves and those listening, you know, you've got to make a decision. Like, is this about the short term or the long term? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I don't know, Megan, how do you go about when you look at what's a short term decision for you and what's a long term decision? Well, I think a short term decision is something that has that's going to impact me today or next week. So um, a short term decision would be, am I going to go to, you know, this networking event or am I going to spend time working on my business? Um, You know, we just launched a new leadership development business and um, and. And I have to make that short-term choice because it's going to affect, I guess, a long-term choice. Um, So what short-term to me is something that um, whether or not I do it is going to affect my situation right now. Um, A long-term choice is... um, is thinking, is taking, I guess, those short-term decisions and thinking about how they affect the long-term. Right. Well, it's a, no, that's, no, that's great. No, I get it. So it's basically, it's, it's the sum total of those Mm -hmm. things. Right. And not everything is scalable. Right. Not everything. Some things are just right now, but what's interesting is what is right now is still going to add to what is tomorrow. Right. Because whatever you do today sets you up to live into tomorrow. Right. So, well, you make fun of me. This is kind of a, a, a good of example. I well, never he makes make fun, fun of, of me for never. my salads. I eat a lot of big salads. No, it's not the salad. <laughs> it's the size <laughs> of the salad. <laughs> it's the size of it. But they're mostly lettuce. But that, so this is this is my <laughs> example. This is my example of a short term thing, though. So this, I mean, this relates to just like you know health or whatever. I'm someone who I want to. I mean, I want to live a long and healthy life. So you know, it might seem like. Okay, my short my short term decision. What am I going to have for lunch today? I can go out and I can get a Big Mac and fries, or I can make myself a salad. With the long game, you know, the long term vision for me is I want to live a long time. I want to have a healthy, active life. I want to be, you know, like my grandmother who's eighty nine years old and still drives a car and you know mows the mows the lawn on her farm. You know, I want to I want to have all of those things. So even though it seems like a short term, I mean, I've got. The long-term vision in my head. So basically, and we're back at it's the time it takes. Yes. So taking that time to prepare that huge, <laughs> gigantic mixing bowl full of salad that you eat, <laughs> right? That and with what you have in mind, though, it fits, it plays because that's what you get to live into. Mm-hmm. And so you take that time. Mm-hmm. But the convenience of getting your quick little meal that you get at the drive-through. That's convenient, mm-hmm. but that's if you can't, that's that may not be sustainable. You know what I mean? You can't sustain it, it's not going to help you, right? You know, if you want, like, your end goal is, you know, to be, 
I guess <laughs> I'm going to laugh at it for you to be 89 mowing the lawn. Yeah, on, on a lawn your farm, tractor. I on am. a lawn tractor cutting the grass. Yeah, with hey, can my, you come cut my? Grass? You know, I mean, she she has over thirty great grandchildren. I mean, that's amazing. Um, so I want to I want to be her, you know, and no, I think and, that's cool. But, I'm not I'm not picking on it. I'm just saying it's it's. Do you hilarious. want me to mow your lawn? Yeah, that's what I oh, want to know. Yeah. Can you come cut? Can you cut my grass? Uh, yeah, A summer job. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think, and it's funny that it ties into this. But the other thing we talked about. So we're, you know, obviously we're talking about different types of things, but in the world of entrepreneurship or um, making a career path decision or, you know, going really after a dream or a goal that you have to pursue, one really important thing to ask, I think, is (laughs) do you have an appetite for whatever that venture is? Like, are you hungry? You know, are you willing to um put in the extra hours are you willing to know um you're gonna get knocked down you're gonna have failures but but are you hungry enough to be able to get back up and so, keep going so helpful tips for folks that are listening that growth mindset mm-hmm. right knowing these things are going to take place secondly you know you need to ask you know what your appetite is mm-hmm. for that venture so yeah. no matter what it is you've got to know what's your appetite Absolutely. because you're not going to care about time Mm-mm. If it fits in your paradigm and it's in alignment with you, you're going to do it. You're going to do the work, right? So you're not just going to post on Facebook, I'm going to make big salads every day. (laughs) I'm picking on you. I'm going to live to be 110. I'm not dogging the salads. I'm not dogging the salads. They need more meat on them, but I'm not dogging your salads. Okay? Okay. So, um, but then third, how about this? You know, there's two more I want to, we're going to throw out here, but just being okay with making the necessary shifts, you know, in how you're building, you know, this this whole thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you were to look at it as a ship, you know, like a boat, you know, is it a small boat? Is it a bass boat? Is it only is it supposed to be on the lake or you want this sucker to go on the ocean? Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a little bit longer. You know, I mean, whether you believe the Bible story or not, but it took Noah a long time to make that ark. Sure did. Right. Yeah. And everybody laughed at him. Right. And so that's the other thing. You know what? I'm okay with people laughing at me mm-hmm. when I'm out there swinging a hammer and they go, dude, you know it's never rained? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's never rained and you're telling us that you need this big old boat yeah, for something you've never seen? But isn't that the epitome to me? I mean, that's like the, that is the story right there. Like, I want to do what I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the old thing, you know, just because you've never... You know, have you ever seen, you know, someone talks about a million dollars and they're talking about and they're questioning the validity of the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And then so, someone says, well, have you ever seen a million dollars? And your answer <laughs> is, well, no. And I said, well, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. So I guess if you really have the alignment, if it's in you to do and that's a part of who you are and that's your future being 89, cutting the grass and doing all that stuff. And you're setting yourself up for today for that. That's the boat you're building, mm-hmm. even though you haven't seen 89. Right. You're not there yet, Mm -hmm. but you're you're working toward that and you're willing to build that boat. And it's okay because you haven't seen it. Well, and I think I mean, it just makes me think of the story of um, is it it's Bob Taylor, right? With the guitars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And which I do have a beautiful (laughs) Taylor Taylor 810 limited edition with Avalon trim. So all you guitar lovers out there, you know what that is. Yeah. And if you listen to the episode before this one, (laughs) you heard that that was one of the guitars uh, that's in my answer. Yes. They're all of them together. <laughs> but his story and his story is so similar to other really famous entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, you if, if you really look at the story of, um, you know, even Steve Jobs with Apple, but you know, the story of Bob Taylor, he's this in high school. I think it was his senior year. He decided I'm going to build a guitar. And everyone kind of laughed at him. He was this quirky guy, not super popular, and people didn't believe in his dream. And you know what? He he made the decision he was going to do it. And it took him, I think it said almost a whole year, but he did it. And then, you know, he took that, he took that skill. He found an opportunity to go and start building guitars, working somewhere else. And then along the way, the people who owned... Um, the particular shop he was working in, they decided to sell. And I mean, he was barely making enough money to get by, but he goes in with a couple other guys, they buy this. And I mean, they worked like 
dogs for years before anybody knew, you know, who they were. Um, but all, you know, he had this goal in mind. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to build beautiful guitars. And the thing is, is to be a luthier is a challenging thing. That is not, you can't just, you know, not anybody can just like start cutting down trees <laughs> right. and making guitars. Right. You know what I mean? There's math in it. There's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. science. It's an art. Yeah. I mean, you got to know a lot of stuff when it comes to making a guitar. And yeah. trust me, I've played really, really bad ones and I've played <laughs> very, very good ones. And there's a, it, there, there's an honest difference in it. Yeah. And so for someone to pursue their dream and have that in their heart and then set their every day up with that in mind, mm-hmm. but also to embrace, and I'm back at the name of, I guess we need to just name it this, the time it takes, like to be willing to put that time into it. And I guess when it comes to long and short term, the short term matters. But I think all short term decisions need to be based on your long term desire. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to be in this? You know, are you in it for the long haul or is every day just about short term stuff? Mm -hmm. But remember, your short term decisions are a they're going to be the sum total of what your life looks like. Yeah. And I think that one thing um, in addition to that is as you're going through pursuing these things um, and and if you read stories about these people who have seen great success, I mean, the adversity you're going to face is real and that's going to reveal who you truly are and not necessarily who you say you are. And that is so, so true. So, Megan. What is the exercise I had you do one time? Remember the big clouds. So tell our listeners about the clouds. Yeah, the clouds. Uh, so early on when Tim and I first kind of met and um, I actually I think I've mentioned this before, hired Tim as my is my coach. Um, I was an entrepreneur, independent contractor. And when you're when you're in the world of entrepreneurship, you're not in a company where you have someone who's necessarily checking in with you on your goals and asking um, and and really challenging you. Um, but a great exercise that we went through was was you, you kind of think about your your clouds. And this has to do with the the uphill you know, conversation. So imagine yourself at the bottom of the hill and you you kind of have this, you draw up a hill and at the top of the hill is your emerging future. It's where you want to be going. And above that hill, you, you create clouds. And basically um, what these clouds do, and you really want to think about um, I would say your your maybe your one to three year vision of where you want to be in your emerging future between here and there, but you you write things that you want to achieve, things that you want to do, and um, you know for me uh, there were a couple a couple different things. Um, one was you know growing in my faith. One was taking more control of uh, my career and my development. Um, I had a, a couple fun ones in there. I'd love to eventually learn to speak Spanish and play guitar. You put all these clouds up there, and now you have all these things that you want to aspire to do. And then you take a look at them and you start drawing lines down to the hill and and you point arrows. And it's like, which one of these you've got all of these things. Now, let's really focus on two or three things that you want to achieve between now, you know, and let's say a year from now and work towards those. And how did that feel, though, when you did it? Like, what was that like? Because once again, it's going to take short term mm-hmm. things, right, to get you to your long term but that's what you you were doing. Like, what? How did that change for you though? When you actually were like, well, I, I think for me, it just rather than being someone who just has all these things that I know that I want to do and be, and um, rather than just say, "Man, I really, um, I really want to do this someday," it brings us back to even our podcast from last week with Amy Jo Martin. You know, why not now? So, what are those things that? that I can really focus on now that I can do some mindset work around that I can really uh, grab a hold of um, that I know that I'm working towards getting to that emerging future by making these short term decisions um, that are going to benefit me toward my ultimate goal. That's going to be awesome because I can't wait to do uphill conversation in Espanol. (laughs) 
It might be a while. I did buy Rosetta, <laughs> Rosetta Stone. Stone. <laughs> um, so I did. I I took that step. I bought Rosetta Stone. Um, and it's it, the worst thing is, of course, my mom, who's probably listening to this, she speaks Spanish fluently. Um, and she spoke Spanish to us our entire lives. So there's a few things that I know. She'll still say, you know, like, Benica. Um, and it, but I don't um, I don't speak it. That's all right. You're, Someday. You're, you're getting there. Someday. You're getting there. And you're you're going to be the Irish Spanish person. Yes, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So when we are so when we're dealing with like you know obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 talking about some of that stuff. And I think one of the conversations that you and you and I have, and we have as a as a kind of point of conversation here, is the you know the problems and the obstacles with the first iPhone. Oh man. So and I have listen. <laughs> I have every generation iPhone. Mm-hmm. I have every generation of Mac. Um, I even have one of the early Apple. Like it's in my attic. I can mm-hmm. pull it down. It'll boot on. And I mean, it's like in the gray box. Apple, like you know, and I can't remember the name of it. So I'll correct myself. Most of you listening, or some of you listening, probably know what it was called. But I even have a clamshell Mac, a laptop where it was the clamshell colored one. I have um, me and a buddy, um, and actually he works with me to this day in one of my businesses. He had the cube, okay, and like all that stuff. And then I remember when the phone came out, mm-hmm. I, I was Palm Pilot man. I had a Palm Pilot, okay. <laughs> yes. And I had, you remember those things? Oh yeah. Like, Cluck, Then I had the phone, you know, and I had the flip phone. I had the StarTech. I had the BlackBerry. All mm-hmm. those things. I had Nextel. Cluck, cluck. You know, <laughs> boop, boop. You, you could like walkie talkie yeah. people. That way you didn't have to talk that much. You could just mm-hmm. cluck, cluck. No, <laughs> you know, just answer. And then if they, if you didn't want to answer, it's like they didn't ring or right. anything. It just, you just, you're not available. Yeah. Right? You, so you got rid of your beeper and you got that. Okay. <laughs> Funny story about that. Don't laugh about this, but I remember I was on a date okay. and I had a pager oh, man. and the date that I, that I was with, they thought I was a drug dealer <laughs> because the thing went off all the time. <laughs> You're just popular. It was was it, well. Was she like? Are, either you're a drug dealer or you're a doctor. No, it was no. She knew I was in the doctor. <laughs> this is straight up. Who who is like whose pager goes off that much? So, and I no, I was not a drug dealer. <laughs> But it was just going, it happened to be going off a lot. I couldn't help it. But it was with Dial Page. And I know the guy that started that company. And he actually coached his son in wrestling um, at um, at a private school. But anyways, that thing was just going off like crazy. Anyways, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. But I have all of the iPhones. I have every one of them. And I'll never forget when I got it, I loved the first generation iPhone. I loved it. And I was able to like, oh, look what I could do. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then when the glitches and some of the things started happening, it was just like, you know, whoa. So our our whole point of bringing that up is here we are now, what, 2017? Yep, all iPhone these 7. iPhone 7, right? And they're hopefully going to blow it out of the water with, uh, in, in, you know, the anniversary, you know, what is it, 10 year of the phone coming out. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's crazy. If you, um, if you look up just the obstacles that, that they dealt with um the project it's amazing because you know steve jobs he has this idea because they had the ipod at the time um for music and his whole thing was i want to figure out a way to you know put a phone and an ipod together i mean and that was kind of the original thought behind it uh and then you you find out all the different prototypes that they had but you know around apple this project, they talk about all of a sudden people would just like disappear from their desks and be put on the super secret project that they were working on. But, um, it, it, you know, there were shouting matches, slam doors. People were exhausted. They were pouring so much into this. And I think the project ended up for the first iPhone, the big reveal. It was I think it was over one hundred fifty million dollars. So um, it, it took a lot longer um, than they even anticipated, and it really just shows um, kind of the, the perseverance and realizing it's going to be a long process to get to the end goal. But Steve Jobs, he he wanted to get there. Right. And he knew there were like in and from, you know, things that you can read historically, like developers, you know, they had to give him a list of specific things that he could demo Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't crash. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, there's roadblocks and they're like, no, right? <laughs> no, not here. No, not stay right here. Like hitched. I always tell you that. <laughs> stay right here. Remember when he's telling them how yeah. to dance? No, 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 no. All that other dancing? No, <laughs> you're right here. Stay right here. Right. Right. And, it, but the thing is, it's that whole thing is like, they had some short term things mm-hmm. that that were there. Right. But it was with a long term in mind. And I wonder, like, if we could do that with our lives and just just really just get into that whole thing is, hey, look, a lot of the short term things that you do or that your big idea for what you want your life to look like and to be. You're going to have bucks. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. going to be things that will cause it to crash. Right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you have to quit. Don't create mutiny. Right. You know, don't abandon ship. Don't don't just let it go. Just because you hit an obstacle doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you could be wrong, but by running into that obstacle that shows that this way of thinking wasn't correct, but just a slight adjustment, a little turn of your point of view, your perspective being shifted just slightly to the left. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a little bit or to the right for those of you who are very conservative. <laughs> so left or right, whichever <laughs> oh, way man. you want to do it. I like it. She's laughing at me. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Because it takes both. You're mm-hmm. going to have to have some left and some right. Right. Because yeah. there's going to be changes. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in life that's a straight line. No. I mean, the only thing that I would tell anybody, you know, and this is just based on my faith, is the only straight line that you have is God to me. That's the only straight line there is. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it's people. <laughs> it's it life. Is. It's the universe. It's yeah. it's rules and laws that exist. It's a planet that spins unless you believe the earth is flat. <laughs> and that's another episode. <laughs> well, and, and, and I mean, people in relationships are complicated. Uh, you know, I've heard you say this before. You you can have the perfect company and then you add people. You have the perfect marriage and then you add people. I mean, relationships and people, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to have good days and bad days. We're going to have those times where, you know, we see eye to eye and we're going to have those times when we definitely do not. Uh, But the important thing in all of that is to, you know, know who you are, know who you want to be and just and be able to um, also be able to look and to empathize with other people, know, look and listen to where other people are coming from. Right. So the four things that we can just as those of you who are listening and we hope you've enjoyed this because we're having fun and we're Mm -hmm. just just wanting to talk with you and share and give you a little bit more information. And and Megan and I have experienced this even just in even the progression of the relationship that we've been building from, you know, where, you know, I I have this unique thing with her where I was the coach. Right. Mm -hmm. But now we're also stepping into this podcast where I have to change my thinking, right, to make it work. The obstacle would be if I just stayed Tim as Megan's coach, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, right? So that was a time and that's done. And that was in a period of time. But it now add that to what where we are now with even doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. And there are obstacles there because in working with Megan, I know that. This is not coaching. This is me. And you have to think about this stuff. Absolutely. You really do. And it's not easy to change gears. It's You have to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I would rather spend days and weeks getting better at changing gears and making adjustments than, which is kind of like uphill, mm-hmm. shifting gears on a hill, right? These guys that do Tour de France, they got to know their gears, man. They got to know what they're doing and what they're riding or it's not going to matter. So- in those adjustments and all that stuff and making changes and going into the podcast. Now we've launched Uphill Strategies, which is our leadership and team development. Um, and so those of you, you'll learn more about that in the future. There'll be a website up and all that stuff that you'll be able to see. But our desire is to really help companies with this type of thinking, mm-hmm. with their communication, with how they do their systems and processes and 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 how they're they're like anytime they have transition, like are they mindful with that transition? Is it just putting a warm body in a cold place? Like all these little things matter and they're gonna make a difference. But the biggest thing, it's gonna take time. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens overnight. And to be honest with you, if it did happen overnight, I'd be so scared of it. I'd be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the four things that we want to give you as a helpful takeaway, a growth mindset, you know, knowing that things are going to take place, things are going to happen. You know, your straight line, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trust me, there'll be a left, there'll be a right. 
There might even be oops. <laughs> you might have to go. <laughs> there might over. be a pothole. Pothole or two. If you're in South Carolina, there's going to be a lot more than one. Um, and then, you know, you need to ask, you know, what your appetite is. You know, am I really in this? Is this just short term thinking? Is this literally? And remember, if it is, that's fine. But that short term is going to contribute to what happens in your long term. So if it is something disposable for you, if it is just a, ah, who cares, whatever, that's still going to add into the tomorrow that you've yet to live. Am I, am I saying that? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the third is being okay with making necessary shifts, shifts in, in how you're building your ship. Mm-hmm. Do you want a little small boat? Do you want a big boat? Make a decision. If the waters that you thought you were entering all of a sudden look different, you might have to make adjustments to your design. Yeah, if you notice that the waves are 18 feet tall <laughs> and, you're, and you're in a canoe, you might have a problem. Or your sunfish uh, yeah. sailboat you might not. You might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and number four, adversity will reveal, this is the last one, adversity will reveal who you truly are and not who you say you are. And I do think that is one of the beauties of adversity. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I could really, really, Megan, I've, I've gone through this in my which I believe is a short period of life. And in others' points of view, I've lived a little longer than them. But for me, I'm realizing that I need that adversity. I mean, if I really want to know who I really am, I actually need adversity. Mm-hmm. You know, I need it as a part of my life. And if, and if, if I don't recognize that, I can convince myself of anything. I really can. Mm-hmm. And I think we all can do that. We can all tell ourselves what we tell ourselves to make ourselves believe, forget, you know, or whatever. We can hide in, you know, our own press. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're writing a story, you know. Is it fact or fiction, though? Well, and I, and I think that adversity revealing who you truly are, I think it's it's really continuing to work on knowing, having a great, self-understanding of self, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, knowing what is ultimately going to fulfill you and, um, you know, being able to ask yourself those questions of um, what's missing and just being more aware and authentic. Because if you know who you are and you know where you want to go, it's going to be a much easier road. Back true. <laughs> so... Hey, this has been like a great talk, Megan. I've enjoyed this. Absolutely. This is fun. It's been fun. And um, yeah, it's been fun. The time it takes. It's the time it takes, you know? So I guess that's up to people to decide for themselves. And we hope you'll do it. We hope you'll really sit down and go, hey, this takes time, you know? And think through those four things. We'll have them in our show notes. And... And if anything we've said on today's show, if anything strikes a chord with you or if you've got any feedback for us or ideas or anything even you're working through, we would love to hear about it. We, we want to hear from our listeners and, you know, we want to help you on your uphill journey. That's right. Because we do care and we want to be a good ride along partner. I got shotgun. <laughs> I'll take Tommy gun. <laughs> Tom- what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Tommy gun. All right. I didn't say that. So, (laughs) wasn't me. I'm not scared, though. (laughs) I'm not scared. So, this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations. And um, we hope that this has given you some fuel for your journey. And we've been a good ride-along partner for you. Always remember that you can be more, do more, and have more. And always remember this, that anything worth having is uphill, but you can't go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see people like Megan and myself on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.